<coughs> Did you hear that? Is it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it is. This podcast intended for inhalation only. And that means it's not for kids. It's Wednesday. It's Haley. It's a little tiny episode of the horror comedy podcast where I'm going to try my best to scare you with the help of some scary green text stories I found on 4chan. If you want me to try to scare you with your own story, please send it to me. I know that when you go to parties, everyone asks you to please stop talking about the UFO that traumatized you as a child. But listen, I want to hear about it. Go ahead and DM that shit to me. We are on Facebook now, the Horror Comedy Podcast. Our Instagram is THC Podcast. Our Gmail is the Horror Comedy Podcast at gmail.com. Or, as I said previously, you could send it by Carrier Pigeon. We live in Southern Colorado. Tell it to follow the sound of my voice. Uh, you can also just send us pictures of your cats if you don't have scary stories. You could also tell me about what scares you. I just want to hear from you guys. Please subscribe and rate on whatever platform you listen to because also I want to know what you think. And if you like it, if you like this shit, if you like it, tell your fucking friends. Also a reminder that Black Lives Matter today and tomorrow and yesterday and always. There have been a lot of senseless, tragic black deaths that are in the process of being covered up. There's links in the show notes if you guys would like to read about it. And uh, fair warning, it is very triggering, upsetting, tragic, gut-wrenching, etc. In the show notes, you can also find the Black Lives Matter resource link tree. Please visit it. There's lots of educational stuff on there, and there's a lot of links to places where you can donate if you can. If you can't donate, please just share it. And no matter what, don't stop talking about it, okay? Because this is the kind of shit where we need to keep our momentum. All that being said, I'm going to take a huge fucking dab of black ice, and then I'm going to share some 4chan green text stories with you. Be me. Have a brother. He's kind of a nut job. He's not, like, slow or anything, but he's a freak. He always says weird neo-Nazi shit and jokes about killing people. He's in high school. I'm in college. On summer break, I decide to go back home to hang out with my family. We go to my brother's room to play video games. His room looks like a pig lived in it. There's plates everywhere, there's crumpled up paper, there's half-eaten food, and I start to smell something disgusting behind the dresser. He goes to the washroom to take a piss, and I investigate behind the dresser. There's a fist-sized hole in the wall. I take out my cell phone and use the flashlight option. I start to get sick. There's a severed, rotten hand in the hole, and a knife covered in old brown bloodstains. Earlier this year, somebody went missing in this neighborhood. I put two and two together. My brother comes back and sees what I'm doing. He takes out his pocket knife and he threatens to kill me and our family if I tell anybody. The past few weeks, he's trying to keep an eye on me. Summer break is over. I'm headed back to my college out of town. I don't think I'm gonna tell anybody. Yo, fuck that, tell somebody. Just saying. All right, guys, here's another. A friend of my dad's would babysit me sometimes when I was little because my mom wasn't in the picture. And he used to tell me a story that scares the absolute shit out of me, even today. My dad's friend, I'll call him Bob, is driving a rig in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Oregon. He has to make a delivery by the following morning, so he decides to just drive through the night. It's like one in the morning, no one else is out on the roads. He hasn't seen another car in probably a hundred miles. He is literally in the middle of nowhere. 
Suddenly, the whole entire sky lights up, instantly like daylight. Bob fucking slams on his brakes, has no idea what the hell is going on. Everything stays lit up for a good solid 10 seconds. He can see everything. Whatever's happening, it's not lightning, it doesn't stop, and it doesn't flicker. Bob hunkers down and anticipates imminent nuclear devastation. Suddenly, the sky goes dark again. No sound, no blast wave. He sits there in the middle of the road, waiting for almost five minutes, and then decides to keep going. He figures it was a meteor or something. He goes about two miles up the road and sees a car with its flashers on stopped in the middle of the road. It stops a good distance away from it. There's not enough room to go around. The front end of the car is crumpled like it hit something. Bob figures they probably hit a deer that got spooked whenever the meteor went over and ran into the road. He gets out of the cab to see if the driver is okay. The driver is sitting on the ground by the driver's side door. He has his knees up and is resting his head on his arms. Hey buddy, you alright? Bob calls. He stops about ten feet away for seemingly no reason. Something about the whole situation feels weird. Bob is one of those guys that always listens to his gut, so he stays put. God, my head is killing me, the guy says, but he doesn't lift his head up, so it's muffled. Did you hit a deer? Bob asks. He's getting more and more uneasy. Something is wrong. But he still can't figure out what exactly it is. The guy says he thinks he might have hurt his head and asks Bob to please help him. Bob takes a step forward, but his instincts are going apeshit. He looks at everything again, and that's when he notices it. The fucking car is all wrong. It looks like what someone thinks a car looks like. It has all the right pieces, but there's nothing extra if that makes sense. Bob says it looks like a cheap Hot Wheels knockoff, just looked wonky and wrong. He looks around at the back of the car and realizes not only is there no license plate, there's not even a trunk. It's just one solid piece of material with taillights on it. There's no manufacturer or model names, and Bob knows cars, and he knows that this thing is nothing he's ever seen before. From where he's standing, he can see no tailpipe or even hubcaps. It's just the shape of a car. He starts to back up, and the guy asks him for help again. Bob tells him he can't help him, and he'll call a tow truck when he gets to the next town. The guy lifts his head and looks at Bob. He says, I think I might have a concussion. Something is really, really wrong with the guy's face, but it takes Bob a second to even understand. This is exactly how Bob describes it. Everything on the man's face was where it should have been, in their normal positions. He looked totally normal, except for the fact that his eyes and mouth were on upside down. Bob goes apeshit and sprints back to his rig. He climbs in and locks the door just in time for the man to slam into the door behind him. How the fuck did he get there so fast? He knocks on the glass and smiles at Bob, but because his mouth is upside down, it looks like he's screaming. He tells Bob to open the door so he can come in, and Bob fucking floors it. He doesn't care if he hits the guy or not. His truck pushes the car out of the way, thank God, and whatever it is, it makes no sound and it moves like it's a feather. It has no weight to it. Unfortunately, it's an anticlimactic ending. Bob got it where he was going fine with no other problems. My dad knows this story, but I don't think he believes it. But Bob tells it to everyone he meets, so he obviously does believe it. He's absolutely adamant about the guy being an alien.
Years later, I heard about the Thatcher effect and nearly had a fucking heart attack when I saw it. I showed one of the pictures to Bob and he wouldn't even look at it. He says it's exactly what the guy looked like. And the picture is on our Instagram if you want to see it. It is fucking horrifying. (laughs) Do you think it's an alien or do you think it was like a dimension leaking? I think it was an alien. Maybe it was like their sick twist on like a prank. Like they're not really good at pranks because they're from outer space. All right, guys, here's another. I was a 22-year-old crybaby who had his girlfriend of a year cheat on me. I drank a handle of whiskey and called my dad in a drunken mess to pick me up. He is yelling at me as we drive and telling me to grow up. I tell him to pull over and let me out. He says no, and I threaten to jump out of the moving vehicle. He accelerates very fast and says, I dare you. Okay, Dad. And I jump out. I wake up in the hospital and get put in a psych ward. There's a young black girl in the psych ward with me, and she claims she had died several times, and we are in a false dimension. She has cutting scars all over her wrist and her neck. She is very pretty, but honestly scares the shit out of everyone there with her loud outbursts. Had a tone in her voice that would pierce your soul. I am interested and always try talking to her about the false dimension. She says that our current dimension is hell for sins committed on the true dimension says that the true dimension has beings made of gelatin materials and death is not possible. Only sent to different dimensions for committing crimes. We'll never explain how she knows this and I do not believe her, but I don't tell her that. She starts to trust me and gives me a palm reading. This is a big deal because she freaks out about physical contact. She says I have a mind that can see what she sees and asks if I want to see the true dimension. I get nervous by the look in her eyes, but do not believe, so I said, sure. She grabs my hand very tightly and puts her head down, mumbling. I feel a warm, tingling sensation take over my whole body. I feel like I am going to black out, and I am getting very dizzy. The walls start shaking and melting, and I say stop, but she just continues to mumble. I panic and start screaming, and the gorillas come running in and needle us both in the ass. I wake up restrained in a bed, and they extend my stay by another two weeks. I do not mention what she said she was showing me out of fear of sounding crazy and not being allowed to leave. I just say she grabbed me violently. I never saw her again. So yeah, I think she was actually probably completely sane, totally didn't belong in the mental institution. Somehow she could see the fucking true dimension. Um... Sorry, Jesus, to disappoint you, but we just discovered the fucking truth, okay? That would explain 2020. This is our last story for today. Be a night shift security guard. Work in a nice office building in a nice neighborhood. Always just me and one other guard in the whole building. Literally no crime, no problems. Basically just fuck around on the internet all night. Only have cameras on the first floor and parking lot. So if you're on any other floor, you can do whatever. It's literally the cushiest job ever. They've got huge flat screen TVs, Wi-Fi, a nice gym, expensive coffee machines, and tons of other shit. Every single door is locked by a key card, so the building is super secure. I just started my shift. I go to floor two. I notice someone left a light on in the south wing. A lot of lights here are motion activated, but this one uses a light switch. It happens sometimes, so I just turn it off and go back doing a quick patrol so I can get back to fucking around on the internet. I finish that up, and eventually the other security guard does a patrol. It's about two hours after my shift started, and I go on another patrol to stretch my legs. 
go to floor two, south wing. A motion sensing light is on, right next to the light switch I turned off two hours ago, which is still off. The motion sensing lights are only supposed to stay on for 15 minutes. Me and the other guard have been sitting next to each other for the last hour. I go back to the security room to tell the other guard about it and ask if he knows what's up with it. He says that when he was there, the light switch was on and he turned it off himself. I'm 100% sure that I had already turned it off. He says he hasn't seen or heard anything, but since there's no security cameras on floor two, we have no idea if anything could have activated the light. I decide to go back up to floor two to check it out again, and I tell the other guard that if he doesn't hear from me soon to call my cell phone. Our security company never bothered to issue us radios. I go back up to floor two. The light switch is back in the on position, and the motion sensing light is still on. At this point, I'm actually concerned. I consider running downstairs and calling the cops, but I figure if it turns out to be nothing, I'd look like a fucking weenie. Security guard calls the police because the light switch was in the wrong position. That kind of shit. I decide to check out more of the south wing. I suddenly hear a loud banging noise, and I jump and start to kind of freak out. And then I remember, like, oh, the AC comes on, and it makes a loud banging noise. So I calm down, that's probably exactly what it was, and I check out the rest of the wing. It only takes another two or three minutes. There's no sign of intruders, all the doors are locked tight, nothing is broken or missing. And I look at my watch, and I see that I've been at this for, like, 20 minutes now. I'm wondering... Why hasn't the other guard called me yet? I lean up against the air vent and take out my phone. I start going through all my contacts, thinking I'll just call him myself and... Wait, the air vent isn't blowing any air. So no, nope, nobody, nope, nope. I call the other guard's phone, he doesn't answer. Holy shit, I lock myself in an office and I call 911. I tell the dispatcher what happened and he says the cops are coming. He asks where I am, so I tell him, and he asks if the police will be able to get into the building themselves. Fuck, all the doors are locked. I run through the building, down to the main entrance, and run outside and wait for the cops while I sit on the phone with 911. The cops get there, and I let them know what's going on. I bring them inside, show them around, take them into the security room, and there's no sign of the other guard at all. The computer that displays the security cameras is turned off. Fuck. I give each of the cops one of the spare security cards so that they can search the building. They find no trace of the other guard in the building. His car was still parked in the parking lot. He is still missing to this day. That's nightmare fuel. Um, I will never trust my air conditioner ever again. I would also never work night shift as a security guard or as any guard of any sort at any time of day because I am small and not very scary. That's today's mini episode, you guys. I hope that you liked it because I like you and I want you to keep listening. Please send us your scary story. Tell me what you're afraid of. Tell me the scariest thing you've ever seen. Um, And don't forget to drink water. We'll see you Sunday for a full episode. Huge thank you to Patrick D'Ortega, as always, for the use of his song Assassin, which we used in our intro, and Miyu, who's a really, really talented horrorscape composer. We sampled, uh, let's see, Black Waters, Friday the 13th, and Growing Shadows, as well as Walking Into Darkness. His songs are fantastic. He has me all jumpy by myself in my house. And thank you to freesoundeffects.uk and Sound Bible.